going on, entrepreneurs, small business owners, and side hustlers everywhere, and especially for all you attorneys and lawyers out there looking to take your business to seven figures and beyond. Recent statistics are showing less than 5% of business owners you know, earn seven figures a year, and that number is actually about the same for attorneys and lawyers. We're going to be talking with a special guest we've got for you today. Chris Dreyer is going to give us a rundown and a and a peek and a glimpse of what SEO marketing looks like in 2023 for your business, and especially, you know, with respect to, to law firms. So Chris's journey in legal marketing has been a saga to say the least, a world-ranked collectible card game player in his youth. Chris began his grown-up career with a history education degree and landed a job out of college as a detention room supervisor, probably where I'd have been. The surplus of free time in that job allowed him to develop a side hustle in affiliate marketing, where at his apex, he managed over 100 affiliate sites simultaneously, allowing him to turn his side gig into a full-time uh, career and hustle. And when his time in affiliate marketing came to an end, he segued into SEO for attorneys while also having time to become a top-ranked online poker player. Chris is the CEO and founder of Rankings.io, an SEO agency specializing in elite personal injury law firms. So all those uh, law firm uh, you know, billboards you see, that's only getting part of their business SEO, I would guess, is probably getting a lot more. Chris, excited to have you on the show. Welcome. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S., and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. Leo, thanks so much for having me. Thanks for the amazing intro. So one of the first things that we'd love to find out is, and it sounds like you've had a, a really interesting journey, but, you know, based on, you know, just thinking about your upbringing, uh, you know, school and getting into your career, what what were some of the key events in your life that, that you think led you towards entrepreneurship, independence, wanted to, con to kind of control your future? Yeah. And I'm going to answer this a little bit differently than what I have on other podcasts. So I have a, Good, I like an it. uncle that was extremely successful, uh, multi, multi-millionaire, tons yeah. of businesses, right? Um, and so I always looked up to him and I thought, oh, yeah. hey, you know, if he can do it, I can do it. Um, the other thing is too, when I was, when I had this job as a detention room teacher, I had all the spare time to read. And I remember a buddy of mine that was an entrepreneur Sorry. bought me the book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Yeah. And I read that and it really opened my eyes to what's out there. And I kind of changed from, I just had all this, I'm not a huge, like I'm wearing a St. Louis Cardinals hat, right? But I'm not a huge sports fan like a lot of my friends where it's just every single day they got something on the tube. When I was sitting in this detention room and had all this time, I was typing in how to make money online. That's what I was typing in. And it took me a lot of pain, a lot of little scams, a lot of little scammy courses and uh, to finally find Ed Dale's 30 day challenge to make your first 10 bucks with digital marketing. And I took that course and I think I made like 20 bucks, but it gave me the knowledge and to pursue it further. I knew where to look. I know I, I knew who to speak to, to learn. And by the end of that second year teaching, I was making 
geez, three or four times the amount that I was teaching. And it was just a clear direction that I knew that I was going to continue on. That's a, that's a great story. And I think that the first thing I take away from your story there is the fact that we're all taking massive action in something, right? For people out there that are listening and, oh, I just can't uh, get ahead in my business or I just can't get this side hustle off the ground. How much time are you spending, you know, scrolling through social? How much time are you spending streaming the latest Netflix, you know, movie or season that you just just have to binge, right? And, and how much time are you wasting on the weekend, especially on a daily basis watching sports? I mean, I think about in my 20s, a lot of wasted time watching sports that really I could have been spending that reading the right books and learning how to build a business empire and, and create some financial independence. And I love that that's exactly what you were doing. And I think that leaves, you know, kind of uh, some uh, breadcrumbs of a trail, so to speak, for people to follow wherever you're at. If you invest more time into mentors training, and I like that you said you also invested in courses. Some of them were crap, but one of them was not. And that one gave you a foundation to kind of build from there and see that, hey, this online thing can work. And in 2023, it's attention, it's, you know, online marketing, like that's where the best businesses in the world are at. You look at your Amazons and Googles and Facebooks and Apples of the world that control and dominate online and that is where the opportunities are. So then at some point there, you're starting to see, you know, hey, I can make uh, money. And, and uh, was that kind of through the affiliate marketing? What were some of the steps of success that you began to see early on where you went from zero to $20 to several thousand dollars to, hey, I'm making way more than my, my actual job. Maybe I should do this full time. Great question. The first, very first site I started was losadoublechin.com. And it just was a wild success. I ranked number one for double chin for like three or four years. And it was an AdSense <laughs> site. Awesome. Yeah. It was a wild success. I then worked with my roommate. We we had a site called How to Stain Concrete Floors. We ranked number one for basically every stained concrete floor variation you can imagine. Many other sites. There were portable generator sites, super niche sites, elect, you know, toys. What, uh, what years was this? This was around 2006, 2007 nice. when yes. I got started yes. around then. So many odd stories. I had wow. this generator site and then one of the big hurricanes hit just and it sold out all my generators. I'm like, holy smokes, wow. I didn't see that happening. And I, I had another situation back when Yahoo had more of the market share from Google. Yeah. Where I opened up my affiliate login on CJ and commission junction and there was this an outrageous amount of money in there and i'm like what is going on and every time i refreshed that i would have a sale well i went to yahoo and the very the home page the home page of yahoo was my story um a celebrity was using one of the products i was marketing and i just happened to outrank the the manufacturer and <laughs> so just a lot of just random stories like that I, I like I said, at over over a hundred sites, I was doing the exact match domain thing, the the easing article thing, all the old school kind of gray black hat tactics. I was doing that back in the day. Unbelievable! So, so you're into affiliate marketing, but the affiliate marketing genius that you're doing so well with is the SEO, right? Because you're ranking on those keyword searches based on different products. In this case, we had a generator. We had uh, the double chin, which which is, I'm laughing because I used to kind of have a double chin and I 
I'd had a goatee in my 20s and I shaved once. I'm like, what the hell? I've got like a double yeah, chin. My wife. my wife was giving me crap. And I'm like, Same. oh, I got to get my fitness. <laughs> I got to get this going. But uh, amazing. So so how? And obviously, SEO is always changing. And it sounds like you've got your fingers on the pulse of that. So in those early days where you could do a few things to rank and rank quickly, how have things changed since those, you know, 0506 days to now 2023? There's more back in the day, if you think of Google like a repository or a library, there not every single topic was covered. So you could write a, an obscure long tail phrase, 500 words and rank just because that topic wasn't covered. They didn't have that information. Yeah. And now it's just so saturated. Now, most of the information is covered. Now, there's there's always new things coming about and original information, and there's all kinds of tactics about that. But now it's, what's the best content for the consumer that answers yeah. their intent? And it's really shifted away from, there's still something to be said with quantitative actions, but to really stand out in these really crowded spaces where everyone's going after the same keyword, you need to focus on quality. Absolutely. So, you know, in, in marketing today, I mean, there's a lot of different strategies uh, out there. I, I still believe affiliate marketing is one of the most powerful ways uh, to build your business. But even those affiliate marketers, they want ideas and they want tactics and strategies on marketing. And so as you look at online marketing, you know, a lot of people will kind of break it down into you got paid per click where you're paying for ads, you're paying for attention, you're paying for traffic and eyeballs. And then on the other side, you're paying your your you're trying to rank, you're trying to have organic search results that translate into traffic leads and deals. So as, as a small business owner, as an attorney kind of looks at those, you know, trying to grow their business, trying to join that elusive seven figures club that only 5% of business owners get to, you know, what should they consider when they're looking at paid, when they're looking at organic search and, and what are some of the tactics uh, that they should consider to take advantage of both? Do you think they should do both? Do you think they should focus on one? How, how do you see that uh, in 2023? Geez, big question here. So for marketing, it's all about attention. Yes. Attention comes in quantities, right? One billboard is, is not as good as two. Now, granted, we're the placement, I'm just saying in the abstract. Sure. And having more TV spots or more radio spots, it's Essentially, when you're marketing, it's you need to understand where your consumer congregates, and that's where you need to be. Back in the day, a lot of yellow pages worked, right? A phone book, because everyone used the phone book. Everyone was, was flipping Google. through it. That was our Google. Right? Then it was the TV guide. Where's the TV guide? Great place to advertise. Then it shifted to TV. There wasn't, you know, OTT and all the streaming and, you know, YouTube. TV had all the attention, then it shifted. It's constantly evolving. And you just need to be aware of where your consumer congregates. And, and for personal injury lawyers, that's different than, say, bankruptcy attorneys or family law attorneys. Yeah. And the marketing tactics will be different. And you, who knows? Facebook and Meta, maybe the metaverse takes off and a bunch of people go there. I can tell you right now that if a bunch of people do start using the metaverse, that will be an opportunity to advertise. And it's just sure. constantly shifting from a digital standpoint. I can I can speak very strongly and confidently for PI attorneys. From a digital standpoint, your lowest cost per acquisition is going to be SEO. Still, SEO, local SEO, um, Google local service ads. 
can be excellent, but it's very difficult to get placement. It's it's now heavily saturated and you can't manipulate it's very it. Very expensive and, too. I mean, what what's mm -hmm. what's your cost per click or your cost to get a, a lead on that? It's got to be enormous. Yeah, Google Ads. There's there's all kinds of tactics here, where, for example, if you bid on these head terms like car accident lawyer, you're going to spend a fortune. But if you spit, you know, if you bid on hit by car, car collision, the things, the words that don't have the word attorney and lawyer can actually get better prices, better CPAs. You know, Google Ads right now, you're looking at if you can get below a $3,500 cost per acquisition, that's fantastic. And I understand that's still $3,500. Wow. And then you got the traditional side, billboards still work. You're in your, where do accidents occur? On the road. You know, billboards are right there. That's why no matter where you're at in this country, you know, I, I land in airport to airport across coast to coast and I, I get, in the, get in my Uber or whatever I'm in and I'll see those personal injury, uh, you know, ads up on those billboards and it's because mm -hmm. they work because that's where the accidents occur. People look up for those. That's that's fascinating. So that's mm -hmm. effective. Paid can be effective if you do your ads and, and your sales funnel right, but, you know, very, very expensive. And I've, I, in, in my own mind, I kind of see that regardless of the business you're in, right? If, if it's personal injury, a lawyer, if, uh, you know, whatever business, if it's a restaurant, if it's a, an accounting business, a marketing agency, like you've got different opportunities and you've got paid, which can work and can be expensive. But if you're playing the long game and you're really in it for the long run, why do you believe or do you believe, I bet you do, the SEO is going to be a better bang for your buck long-term, maybe not for all businesses, but probably for a, for a lot of them versus, you know, just putting 100% of your budget for marketing into pay-per-click ads. Geez, good question. I, I'm a big fan of SEO mainly because it there, there's intent behind the queries. When someone types in car accident lawyer, they're probably oh, yeah. looking to hire an attorney. So that's, that's an easy reasoning. It's also that you're making your website into an asset yeah. versus just leasing traffic, right? It's it's more links, more content. You're adding more books on the shelf for that library for consumers to find you and it can build over time and create momentum. Most marketing is a linear equation. More inputs get more outputs. Meaning if I do more content, I get, uh, as long as it's quality, more links, yeah. More reviews, more billboards. It's all linear equation. The thing that most people don't talk about, and, and I can talk about the comparison on these channels, is the nonlinear equation is referrals. If you can just break it even on most of your marketing channels, then you have this nonlinear equation from referrals. So I'm a big omni-channel approach, so I don't like the either or. I like I'm an and person. This yeah, and yeah. this. Yes. Yes. So both look to do both. Mm -hmm. I like it. So if you had, let's say, ten, twenty thousand dollars a month that you're going to allocate for a marketing budget, um, how would you spread that between paid and, and SEO? It's just going to differ, right? Depends Where on your business. Is, it depends on your business, your location. Yeah. If you're in, a, you know, let's say you're in a major market like Chicago. Are you going to do anything with Google ads? Absolutely not. Are you going to do anything really with SEO for $10,000? No, I hate to break it to you guys. If you're in a Chicago attorney listening, you probably need to get boots on the ground, start shaking hands, building relationships and yeah. get the money in like that. In the, because in a market like Chicago, and I know the SEO um, 
specialists listening with the egos are like, oh, I can do it with 10K. No, you can't. Uh, I'm in the space. So, so really, you're going to need 40 <laughs> or 50K then. Yeah. You know, gotcha. we've got a client spending uh, plus 30. I'm not going to say the exact number, but I will say more than 30. Well, that that's uh, that's why we're in the business uh, that we're in a uh, business financing with our marketplace, the lines of credit and loans, because if you have a line of credit now, you can, you know, buy yourself some time and be able to put that money to use and grow. And if you don't, if you're cash only, then it might be more difficult uh, for you to grow and scale. So as you look mm -hmm. at SEO and, and a lot of this is content, right? You've got video content, you've got blogs and written things that you're putting on your website. What are sort of the key strategies that uh, are working with SEO? Is it a mixture of video and some written word? Like how does how does uh, that all kind of fit together? What is the algorithm telling you, you know, going into this year? For good question. On the content side, the it, their legal is in the your money, your life space, meaning yeah. it's more scrutinized. And I like to give this example and I'll kind of circle back around to legal is imagine you're not feeling well and you go and Google your symptoms and you see an article in right. 2016 and then you see one in 2023. I don't know about you, but I'm going with 2023. Uh, all 100%, day, 100%. Right. <laughs> and it's the same for legal. So one of the tactics that is really working well right now is refreshing and enhancing your existing content. Uh -huh. I've even seen, and I don't know this for certain, and I would love to have uh, some other SEO specialists maybe comment for a discussion yeah. is, you know, everyone is freaking out on the Yandex leak, right? The, the fourth largest search engine and they released 1,922 ranking signals. One of them that I found really interesting was the, the percentage, it, it weights the whole site on the amount of pages that rank versus don't rank. And this got me to thinking, you know, Google with the helpful content wanted you to prune content because of their indexing issues. So it just it's just another step in the direction of only having quality content on your website and, and purging poor content, outdated content. And, and it's just all about quantity, quantity and quality uh, to stand out from a content perspective. So, so does that mean if I have, you know, some blog post articles, different content, SEO stuff from 2018, I should maybe look at each of those and update them, refresh them and put a different, you know, you know update and, and change some content, update some stuff. And so instead of always creating new content, sometimes it's better to go back and also look at the old stuff and just update it. It's absolutely better to update it. I even wow. I even feel personally that if you update yeah. the title tag, it's a signal to, to yes. Google to actually reevaluate all the content. And the other thing too is one of the best things that you can do, I mean, here we are early 2023. Right. All of your top 200 pages or whatever pages on your site, the first thing you should do when the year ticks over is go refresh those to have a oh, wow. the, the current year published date. It's huge. I'll say one other thing that I think is going to have a big impact is, you know, Google just released the extra E on EAT. So now it's experience, expertise, authoritativeness, and trustworthiness. What many individuals miss is all the content out there, for the most part, is written in first person or by one individual, one opinion. If you start to get creative and you have multiple contributors to content, whether it's surveys or roundups, 
that's a lot more experience, a lot more trust when you have, let's say, 10 attorneys telling you what to do after a car accident versus one. Wow. That's a oh, mouthful, that's but it's huge. it's different. That's huge. That's huge. So, so you're working on building that up. You're updating your SEO, the dates, the blog posts, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And one of the big things that you just brought up that I think is just so important Yes, you have the content, you have the topic that you're you're wanting to be an expert or or create this solution for based on a question, problem, pain point, you know, that your client has. In this case, we're talking personal injury attorneys and so many like legit pain points that their clients have. And yet, at the end of the day, if you don't have the right headline, like how important, what percentage if you're going to say, okay, the content in your article is this. But your headline's actually worth this percentage of it being successful. What would you kind of allocate some estimates on that percentage? Oh, geez, I'd say 80-20. 80-20, right? So 80% is the headline. If you have a shitty headline, it's not going to work. It's not going to rank. And and what should that headline, what are keys to successful headlines? Since like you said, I, I agree. I think it's 80%. You have the right headline. That thing takes off. I had a a YouTube video go, you know, for me viral, I got 300,000 organic views. I was super excited about it. And I really feel like it was just a headline, but what are some keys to, you know, creating great headlines, whether it's uh, a blog post, a video, whatever it is, what are keys to having successful headlines? Man, you've been doing this a long time. I got to put my copywriting hat on, right? Yeah. It's, it's, it has to be descriptive. It has to, you know, you, you can't, for example, I'm think, I always go to the PI space. Let's say they have a personal injury lawyer practice area page, a sales page. Okay. And it, if a header just says car accidents, that's like not descriptive at all. But, it, you know, it needs to be more descriptive. You need to have intrigue. Numbers work really effective. Uh, lists are very effective. The other thing, too, is if it's older content, you can run it through a tool like SEMrush or Ahrefs to see what the page already ranks for, what Google is already recognizing, and then match those queries into your headline. You may want to try to optimize it for a keyword, but then Google goes a different direction and says, no, actually, we like this. Well, then you may want to roll with Google and not try to force Google to do what you want. It's, it's just go with the flow. Copywriting is so powerful. There's so many psychological components that go can go into it. I mean, you can do... There, there's just a ton, um, you know, and that that's not personally, that's not my expertise is the copywriting side, but um, it's very, very important. So interesting things you, you uh, let's unpack some of that numbers are, can be important, especially if you have surveys, some statistics mm -hmm. that are in the headline. And then the headline needs to be very descriptive in terms of maybe solving a problem. And then uh, one that you also mentioned, the first one, one of the, you said was intrigue. Would you kind of connect that up with something that's curiosity-based where I'm not really sure what this means, but it's intriguing. It's kind of arousing curiosity. How important would you say something like that is to a successful headline? It's very important. And then just understanding your avatar and, and which of the yeah. consumers who's, who's reading your material. If I'm speaking to, again, I'm going to speak to my expertise. If I'm speaking to attorneys, I may talk about motor vehicle, motor vehicle accident cases and not leads or cases or prospective clients, not, not leads, not contact form submissions. Uh, 
it's it's using the words and phrases that will appeal and resonate with your audience as well speaking their language like these are the words they're using to describe their legitimate pain from a, a car accident or the struggles they're that are so real dealing with the insurance company actually pay the claim out and how they're not going to take you seriously unless you've got proper representation all of that uh, obviously is is super important and so you know that said like how do you what are successful strategies to get to know your avatar in a world where so few people answer the phone i think one of the best things that that you can do is a podcast like what we're mm, doing it can act like in education yes. it's a feedback loop you can really get to know them and and hear the words that they're saying the you can survey your clients you can you can read reviews and a lot of it just comes from experience but i i like the feedback loop that a podcast can provide that's huge. And a lot of people think, oh, this is going to be so much work. And then I've got to create all this other content. The cool thing you can do with a podcast is you're going to be very real, authentic and answering questions and, and sharing value. You can take that podcast if you record it with a video. Now you can be posting it on YouTube, all these other social media channels. Obviously, Google owns YouTube. That's going to be very beneficial, especially when you start putting the right headline together. And then you can, you know, transcribe it. It can be turned into a blog post. Like there's so many different ways to repurpose content. And if you're not doing that as an attorney, as a business owner, you're going to be left behind going into 2023 because content is king. The ability to show up in organic search is vital. How important is, you know, when someone types in the name of your law firm, the name of your business, and then reviews? How important it is to kind of know what's showing up on that page? Oh, it's incredibly important. Reviews, you know, there's intent behind anyone that types in reviews. They're they're considering oh, yeah. making a hiring decision. So automatically, that's very important from a transactional bottom of the funnel perspective. There are little nuances that some people don't think about. Um, now, when I tell you this, it's going to make sense. But imagine you're on vacation and you type best restaurants near me. You would expect to see in maps... 4.8, 4.9, five out of five stars. You wouldn't expect to see a three. And it's the same for lawyers. If you want to rank for best car accident lawyer, top truck accident lawyer, your review rating, not only do you have to get those reviews, but it has to be superb in order to rank for those superlative queries, which are the yeah. best queries, those top best types of phrases. Reviews, not only from just the the social proof and conversion aspect there's also a component when it comes to rankings if you're trying to rank in the map pack it goes by relevance distance and prominence and under the section on prominence on the google support page says more reviews and it's it's just important and it's something that you got to be focused on consumers now have optionality and they go to different locations to make decisions they're not just going to go to google and then hire the first person they see. They may go to social media, check out if you're active there. They may go read your reviews. They, they go to a lot of different locations and not just one to make a decision. No question. So if you're looking to establish, you know, some good reviews. So when someone searches, you know, your business, your personal name and reviews, like what review sites do you recommend business owners uh, focus on, personal injury attorneys focus on to be able to, you know, 
have the reviews look uh you know look good and and where should you build because there's so many different review sites it's like geez, well, so which many. ones do i focus on great question every industry is going to be different big google big g is going to be important for most every industry everybody right pretty much sure. everyone it's going to be the highest weighted but if there's you know thousands of signals for organic seo results they and and they evaluate links differently they're also going to look at these other review sites and weight those as well so it could be a restaurant and be on yelp it could be a better business bureau it could be really important i would say the first thing that you need to do besides google is type in your your business entity name yes and see what ranks on the first page if yelp's yes. there make sure your yelp stellar yeah if Another site's on there, make sure that's stellar because that's what the consumer is going to see. And when I say first page, I mean, I have to get out of that old mindset because now we're on a continuous scroll. I mean, at the top, like towards the top of the search results. A hundred percent, guys. So Google your business name, see what's showing up on page one and whatever review sites are showing up. Those are the ones you want to focus on. And the one that you can really control if you're smart is your Google My Business where to the right, it has, you know, your, your business pictures and address and website. And so you really want to get that set up properly. And then you want to make sure you're feeding Google, you know, good reviews from your clients, from your customers. And if you do that, that's going to be helpful. And then there are some of these other review sites. Uh, one that I found a lot of success with is Sotellus.com. And it kind of connects up with Google, with Facebook. And that's another thing that'll show up on page one of the search results. Um, there's a new one that I didn't even put together, but uh, just some, shows up automatically called Trust Index, and uh, which is kind of cool. And then there's another one that you can put together called uh, Trust Pilot, and they can be uh, another source. And unfortunately, the one you also mentioned that's just so archaic and annoying is our good friends at BBB, where you literally are just paying them. You know, you jump through some hoops, pay them a, a monthly or annual fee. And uh, you can have an A-plus rating, but reviews will start to pop up on there as well. And uh, you know, I think certainly still is, you know, people over the age of 40 are going to give some credence to BBB. Probably younger people are going to focus more on the Googles or Facebooks or social media review sites, but uh, super important. Well, amazing content, uh, Value Bombs, Chris, that you've been dropping on the audience, especially you know, for our, our attorneys in the, in the personal injury space and, and really any small business owner who wants to get things right and understands that long-term SEO is such a, it's going to create this amazing foundation for you to be able to really grow your business. So where, what's kind of the next step that they could take or where can they go to connect with you to look at some of the different strategies and see if this might be a good fit for them? Yeah, good question. So strategy-wise, I wrote a book recently called Niching Up, The Narrower the Market, the Bigger the Prize. That's on Amazon. Nice. I personally am most active on LinkedIn. That's uh, that's If you're going to connect with me on social media, that's where you connect with me on. And then my website, if you're a personal injury attorney listening, it's rankings.io. Curious, uh, Chris, uh, why are you so active on LinkedIn right now? And I think I've got a good idea of the answer, and I think the audience needs to pay attention to this. It's where a lot of business owners congregate, right? It's the the theme of conversations is around business, and it's been around forever. Microsoft is blowing up, 
right? They're, they're growing, it's constantly evolving. And it's just a way to another way to get in front of my clientele. A lot of the attorneys that I work with have LinkedIn profiles and hang out there. So I need to be there as well. No question. All right, guys. So again, not a passive podcast and implement, take action podcast. You've got rankings.io. If you want to start taking a look at some of these uh, SEO services, you're talking about uh, a guy who's kind of been with, uh, you know, Google from the very beginning understands the nuances, the updates that are constantly taking place with uh, Google and, and search results and how to really, you know, build a foundation uh, with SEO and take your business uh, to the next level. And that's rankings.io. Uh, his uh, bit, his uh, book, uh, amazing book there, I'm going to be uh, ordering a copy here, is called uh, Niching Up. That's N-I-C-H-I-N-G Up. It's available on Amazon or also at his website, Chris Dreyer, D-R-E-Y-E-R.co. So check that out. And make sure you take this stuff seriously. If your whole marketing budget is going towards, you know, pay-per-click only, then you're going to constantly be dealing with all the changes there. You're going to, you know, have to constantly, uh, you know, it ends up being expensive. And while SEO can be an investment up front, long-term, it, it is going to create a better foundation and more longer-term success for your business. So make sure you check out uh, Chris's book, check out that uh, website and get in this game of being a long-term player with marketing and understanding SEO because the organic search is still so important. I mean, think about how you do it. I mean, when I do search on Google, it's rare that I'm actually clicking on the ad. I'm looking for the organic best answer to my question search result and then, of course, I think the other two things we've got to re-highlight here is if someone Googles your business name and your personal name as the business owner, I consider them one and the same. You've got to know what's on that page and dominate. Make sure you're putting good content. And especially number two on review sites, got to dominate on those and make sure you're you know feeding those review sites good reviews from your customers and clients if you're doing that the odds for success are going to be high. Uh, Chris, thank you so much uh, for being a guest on the show, but I do want to give you the chance to give kind of your last word of kind of an action item that people can take to really take the next step in understanding SEO better and implementing it in their business. Jeez, the final word here, execution. Don't just think about it. Go yes. out there, create content and learn from your mistakes. See what Google is picking up and liking and improve it. If you don't hit a home run on the first one, just keep trying and and everyone learns from their mistakes and, and you just have to execute. Amen, guys. Test, pivot, test, pivot, take action. Great word of advice from Chris. Everybody take action today and we'll see you next time on the Seven Figures Club podcast. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.